Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode three of the Wonder Woman Wednesdays podcast. I'm your host, Stan the Man. I'm here to talk classic Wonder Woman featuring the incomparable Linda Carter. I ask the help every month of a Wonder Woman cosplayer to help me break down an episode of the TV series and talk a little bit about cosplay. My guest this month is Heather Dubay. I thought I was meeting her for the first time when we did this interview, but it turns out we had met before, and since doing this recording a few months ago, we saw each other again at South Carolina Comic Con. If you follow this podcast, you've already seen her, or at least heard her, in our SC Comic Con minisode. She spoke a little bit about her gorgeous cosplay, which was a, a Renaissance-inspired Wonder Woman, and now that we have her on the podcast, you're going to hear more in-depth about the inspiring work that she does with Your Friendly Neighborhood Superheroes, a group in upstate South Carolina. But first, let's talk some classic Linda Carter on Wonder Woman Wednesdays. A dynamic Nazi spy plots to kidnap Wonder Woman and spirit her away to Germany to use her powers to benefit the Third Reich. The oh, great no. Linda Day George guest stars as Fausta, the Nazi Wonder Woman. Quite exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm talking to Heather Dubay. Heather, how's it going, eh? It is wonderful. I'm having a great day. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. We're going to talk a lot about cosplay and and uh the the kinds of things you do but why don't you just give a sort of a brief introduction of yourself okay um my name is heather dubay we live in south carolina and we are part of a local um, cosplay costumed group called your friendly neighborhood superheroes and we do various um volunteer work with charities and fundraisers local hospitals rehabs things like that that is so cool. Awesome. And you watched um, today's episode, uh, Fausta, the Nazi Wonder Woman. Did you watch that recently? I did. I watched it again today. I've <laughs> <laughs> watched it a little bit. Awesome. So this episode uh, first came out uh, April 28th, 1976. And what I didn't realize until I started looking into this was that um, so the pilot came out in November of 75. Right. And so they did their two hour pilot. And then the the next two episodes didn't come out until April of the next year. Yeah, so, that's a long time to wait. Yeah, there was a big gap there. And I'm not, you know, I'm not exactly sure. I know that, you know, the network, they try out the pilot. And if they like it, they give you some money to start. But it sounds like they just got basically, you know, the okay to do two episodes. And then we'll see how those go, right? And right. then the and then the 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 subsequent episodes started in the the autumn of the following TV season, right? So so right. the the um the episode that came before this and this episode that's all we got for that first season of Wonder Woman. Not that very <laughs> not very much, man. Leave them wanting more, right? Well, that's what they say. <laughs> So, um, so the first thing that happens in the episode, obviously, is the credits, and we see that uh, Bruce Shelley and David Ketchum are the writers. Um, now, apparently, that is a writing team. It looked like um, they did a lot of writing together. They wrote Love Boat episodes and uh, uh, Fantasy Island, Love American Style. Um, what caught my eye, though, and and I will tell you, Heather, I'm a big Mash fan. And anytime somebody from MASH comes up, 
I, I kind of okay. notice and make a big deal out of it. So, um, so they wrote a, a very popular mash episode for, are you, are you a mash fan? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm familiar with it. Like I was young when it was on and uh-huh. my dad watched it. <laughs> so you may not recognize this episode, but the episode is Tuttle. And it's a it's a popular episode because it's it's from the early seasons, you know, early on when they had uh, Trapper John and and Colonel Henry Blake, um, you know, sort of the old classic cast. And um, and it's just a very funny episode about a, a soldier that doesn't exist. And so so they wrote that and they also um, and they wrote this episode and the director, Barry Crane, um directed this episode and the one right before it. And he also directed a lot of Mission Impossible, Love Boat, Trapper John, MD. So so that's who we got in charge here. And I think they delivered a pretty great episode. Um, so the first scene, uh, interestingly, takes place, it doesn't take place with uh, Diana and Steve, which is kind of where you'd think, I think a lot of the episodes after this kind of start that way. Right. But this starts at a secret Nazi headquarters, yes. right? In Somewhere Germany. Somewhere in Nazi territory. Somewhere in Nazi territory. Which, why, if they're in Nazi territory, why does it have to be secret? I guess is what, what Right. <laughs> um, so, and uh, it's Colonel Kesselman's office. Yes. And uh, we get, you know, we immediately get an idea of what his ambition is. He wants to be the assistant to a general. He wants to move up. He's right. talking to his assistant. Um, and they're waiting for an assistant officer to show up and he's like, I don't care who this person is. I'm not, you know, I don't care. Um, And, and when she shows up, it's a woman, it's Fausta uh, Grables, who is a, like an Olympic athlete. And this, this assistant that's with the, uh, the Colonel kind of fawns on her a little bit. He's like, I, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of yours. And, uh, and we, and we see that the Colonel is not, impressed with her especially because she's a woman and this (laughs) this goes through the whole episode right like he's just like a woman he doesn't he doesn't think much of the i guess what he would call the fairer sex right so um so she brings in a film of wonder Mm -hmm. woman which is basically just shots from the pilot right And uh, she, you know, she's jumping over the car and foiling a bank robbery. It up and... and and so she says, you know, we're gonna we're gonna kidnap this woman because she's awesome, and we're gonna we're gonna get her to work for for our side. We're gonna use her powers for the Third Reich. And um, and she tells the Colonel in no uncertain terms that his job is to just help her get Wonder Woman and get her there, and that's yeah. all he has to do. And he's not pleased. No, he is not pleased. And he pretty much uh, treats her that way through the whole thing, like dismisses her stuff and anything she says. And even if you notice his um, his assistant, like she asks him to go turn off the light. And then yeah. uh, the assistant looks back at, at Kesselman and is like, can I turn off the light? Like, is that okay? <laughs> um, so yeah, he's diminishing her the moment she walks in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's not having any of it either, which is great. Right. So, and so these people we're talking about, so the Colonel, Colonel Kesselman is played by Bo Brandon, uh, Bo Brunden, sorry. And he's, I guess he looks like um, he's a Swedish actor and the, the some of the early credits he has and most of the later credits he has 
are Swedish movies. Like he, I think he tried Hollywood for a while in the seventies and just moved back to Sweden or something. Um, Cause he did a lot of, a lot of the typical stuff, bionic woman. He did a manimal episode, which is very interesting. And, uh, but a lot of it was uh, Swedish stuff. And his assistant is uh, Colby Chester, who's apparently is a soap actor. He, he, uh, he was Kurt Randall in days of our lives. If you know, if you if you know, I I followed Days of Our Lives for a while, but I don't remember a Kurt Randall. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> and uh, Michael Crawford on Young and the Restless. So those I were his two big. What's that? I recognize Michael Crawford as a as a name, but I don't like. I had a roommate that watched Days of Our Lives. Oh, okay, okay. It's been a while. <laughs> and and of course, Fausta is played by Linda Day George, who's uh, an amazing actress. And uh, she um, she did most of her early work on Mission Impossible. She did a lot of TV TV movies and a lot of uh, theatrical movies through the seventies. She did Ants, which was a TV movie. She did uh, the miniseries Roots, which I saw, and I I didn't remember her being in that, but oh. uh, but apparently she was. And uh, of course, she did Love Boat and Fantasy Island, like a lot of people did. And um, and she did a couple of horror movies, Mortuary and Pieces. Pieces is actually a movie that I like. It's it's a crazy '80s horror movie. Um, and what's interesting about her credits is that um, well, I was going to mention this later, but I guess I'll mention it now. An, her one of her co-stars in this episode episode is Christopher George, her husband, and she did a lot of TV and movies with him. Like like a lot mm-hmm. of her credits on here, he was also there. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah, it's really cool. And they yeah. and they had a wonderful relationship. They I guess uh he unfortunately passed away in the 80s and um she tried to continue acting but she just didn't care for it without him. So oh, I can see that if you were doing something that you love with somebody that you love and then they're not there, it would be a hard reminder, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it but it, it made for a wonderful career throughout the 70s anyway it was it was great to see them in movies together so we go back to washington and now we've now we get uh diana and steve their first scene and it starts with her kind of looking through the window at him before she comes in which is interesting because you know they they do these little things to establish that um you know there's a there's a strong bond there and you know there's maybe a romance that's that's going to start happening right um you know I mean, we know from the benefit of looking back that right. that doesn't actually, unfortunately, go anywhere because because of the the way they had to change the series. But at least it's nice to see at the beginning, you know, right. the, the the relationship growing. And so she she gives him a little gaze through the window, and then uh, and then she goes in, and basically it's you know they're just uh, ending the day. She says good night. He thanks her for for all her work and everything, and that's really nice. They show her leave, and a car pulls up. Yep. And it's it's Fausta. She's coming out. She's all in disguise. <laughs> I know. She's she has a not so convincing disguise. Right. She's taking as, off her hat in the back seat of the car and she's swapping. Yeah. She's getting in. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I wrote down that she was a dowdy cleaning lady. Yes, they tried to make her look dowdy. She yeah, was, which, I mean, she couldn't really. <laughs> no, no. No. So so she uh she comes in. And they have a little scene together where she, uh, you know, tries to get close to him and he keeps kind of putting her off. And then finally, she just very clumsily like breaks this <laughs> glass canister of of gas or something on his desk. 
it, it was just really clumsy. It, it was very it funny. It was really bad. Like, <laughs> first he says, no, I'm sorry, you can't empty my trash can. These are all top secret documents. You can't look at them. <laughs> and then she was like, oh. And then smashes the thing. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And then and then he starts coughing and he's out. Right. And that's it. <laughs> so much for our hero, Steve. And she puts on her little gas mask and uh, and then she goes, um, you know, she briefly they show her her taking him outside. Right. And and they show her assistance. And um, this is where I get excited about MASH again, because both of these guys are from MASH episodes. Right. Um, the there's there's the guy, the older guy named Mueller. Uh, mm-hmm. His name is Keen Curtis, and he played uh, Colonel Wartman in the Iron Guts Kelly episode of of okay. Mash, and he was also a regular on Cheers. And the the other fellow who is only credited as Nazi, <laughs> uh, his name is Bill Fletcher, and he played uh, Vinny uh, Vinny Pratt in an episode called A Smattering of Intelligence. Which, if you if you do follow Mash. Um, that is the first episode where they introduce Colonel Flag, who comes back periodically, and he's, he's a very funny character. Um, and this guy, Bill Fletcher, also appeared in Ironside, and he was a regular on The Doctors, which I forgot all about, but it's this old uh soap opera that ran for uh 40 years. Is it 40 years? No, it's four thousand episodes. That's that's why I remember four thousand episodes, Either like way, from that's the <laughs> from the sixties to the mid eighties. So he wasn't on there the whole time, though. <laughs> All right. So um, the next the next morning, Diana and Etta Candy, mm-hmm. who's got the craziest name in the world, uh, are doing a little scene, uh, and Etta gets to make a little joke because Steve hasn't shown up and. Right. You know, they thought maybe he's out all night. And Ed is like, oh, where does he get the energy? Oh, that's Steve. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Fausta calls uh with her, you know, lovely American accent. And <laughs> and she uh and she, you know, she she talks about it's it's like this weird convoluted um thing. Like she she talks about finding a note. Right. Uh, and it's it's either from Steve or it's about Steve. Like I think it's from Steve, and and uh, she's trying to set up Diana to uh, to get this information to Wonder Woman somehow. Right. And uh, and so she gives the address of where she found the note. The specific and coordinates. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, so Diana tells Etta Candy that she's going to go donate blood. And and it's a little weird right. here. Like like Diana doesn't let on that you know that there there's steve might be in trouble right which you kind of think she would it would probably be the job of the people he works with to find that out exactly (laughs) so she's like oh no i'll take this privately at you can go and i'm gonna go to donate blood she says later and then she locks up the office and does her slow-mo transformation yes and this is the old school one where um, before they changed it to like the big starburst. Before the pow. Yeah. Yeah. And I had just watched the episode before this. And I swear this is actually the same footage. I think it is. Yeah. Because I, so. because I remember thinking when she left that she goes out this weird back door that looks kind of like a bathroom. Yep. <laughs> and um, and it, so it all seemed the same. And what's 
strange is that later in this episode, mm -hmm. she does the transformation in that office again, yeah. but then it's a different camera angle. So it, so it does look really like sure. Yeah. Or maybe they set up multiple cameras for the same transfer. I don't know. Maybe? It's the, the whole transformation shenanigans is weird because, you know, they said how expensive it was, but it doesn't look like a really expensive effect. It's just. And maybe it, that the expensive effect came later when they added the, the graphic animation pieces to it. And not, maybe not this original <laughs> one that just looks like she's like, you literally see her holding her dress across her arm. Right. As she's in the spin. Yeah. Later on, she her her clothes can magically just disappear yeah, and then come back later. Right. But now she's got to, like, put them someplace. Yeah. So. <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> yes. In the closet where you would put them. Uh, so she does her transformation and and takes off. So we're at the warehouse uh, and Wonder Woman enters. Faust is back there hiding amongst the boxes. Just watching. Yeah. And um, so a couple of thugs, you know, come forward to confront her and we get our, our first, you know, really fun fight scene. Right. Um, which uh, there's, there's a great dummy throw where, you know, I guess it's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be the older guy and you just see this dummy sail into this pile of boxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And so, um, so anyway, she, she lassos him and, yeah. and uh, she makes him, you know, tell her where, where Steve is. And, and he, he does, he has to, of course. And then he right. kind of runs away and Faust is like, Oh, I'm surrounded by cowards. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is with these men? Yeah. So we get commentary from Fausta from the sides. And in the meantime, Wonder Woman goes to the crate where Steve is and just rips the side of it open. It's awesome. Right. <laughs> they, they, they give you a nice, you know, crackling special crackling. effect there. Oh. And uh, and so Steve and and I I love how you know Steve. I don't know how well Lyle Wagner dealt with this because he seems to be a real sport about it. Yeah. But as the series went on, you kind of did see him less and less. So I don't know how much he enjoyed it. But you know he he kind of you know the roles are reversed here, and it's the seventies, yeah. and he's the damsel in distress. You know. Yeah. And so, you know, he actually says, you know, my pride's hurt a little bit, but I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he admits to being embarrassed, which I thought was a really big thing for them to even say in the yeah. episode that he would be embarrassed by being tricked and then having a woman come to rescue him. Yeah. Wonder Woman gets Steve out of there. Right. And Fausta talks to old Mueller and, and you know, Mr. Nazi, and they sort of commiserate. And, and you know, Mueller tells her, you know, that lasso was something I had to tell her the truth. Yeah. So like I couldn't fight it. Yeah. So it, conf it confirms for her that, that she's got, she not only has her own kind of powers, but she has help, you know, right. like, like the stuff that she uses has power too. And right. so, so Fausta kind of thinks about it and starts putting together a plan. Yeah. So we have a commercial break. And um, and then the next scene is is a, a bond rally at an outdoor park, you know, where they used to always right. yep. sell these war bonds. And our old Nazi Mueller uh, has been undercover as uh, what was it, Colonel Brown, I think. Uh, yeah, Colonel Brown is special services. So he's actually kind of running this thing. He's got an MC there. And um, 
So they've got Fausta dressed as Wonder Woman with a golden mask. So you I, can't like okay, see that it's it. not actually Wonder Woman. <laughs> not really. Because that doesn't give it away. <laughs> I know. I know. Nobody, you know. Like oh, Edda even says something about that. She says, if I had her face, I wouldn't cover it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. They're, they're standing, her and Steve are in the audience and they're like, oh, and by the way, where's Diana? Oh, I don't know. She's uh, given more blood or something. <laughs> She's got lots to give today. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Fausta posing as Wonder Woman hits one of those, you know, sort of strongman hammers on a, right. on a, the bell sliding bell tower. I don't know what that's called. I meant to look that up so I could, you know, talk about it. Uh, right. But whatever that is, you see him at the old carnivals, right? That carnival game. Mm-hmm. And, and so they, and the idea is that that however high it goes, that's how much they expect to collect that day. Um, that's how much they encourage people to donate. And then of course, like, like Fausta predicted, Wonder Woman appears and she's right. like, let me show you how it's done. Right. <laughs> and so she goes and hits the sledgehammer and boom. Yeah. Sky high, <laughs> the sky's the limit. Right. Right. Very clever of her. Yeah. Right. So yeah, the thing goes flying, and uh, and then Fausta uh, challenges her to lift some barbells. Right. And as soon as Diana gets to the barbells, a trap door opens. Right. And so she, so she disappears, and and it is like the clumsiest sort of catch. Oh, it's terrible! Like I'm <laughs> concerned about Linda Carter's face as this guy is trying to like maneuver her to make it yeah. look like he's. Like, like yeah, he's putting this chloroform, putting chloroform on, her. on her, and, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's simultaneously trying to wrap the lasso around her right. so he can like question her. So right. she's woozy from a little bit of chloroform, and she's got this lasso very clumsily wrapped around her. And he's like, right. okay, where's your strength? How do I defeat you? And and so <sighs> she tells him, which I. I have to confess to you, I don't know the comic books very well. So right. I don't, and I know they change things for the TV show and the TV yeah. show is what I know, but it still seems weird yeah. that her power is entirely, you know, what she says is her power, her strength is connected to her belt, her belt. And, um, and that's not true within the um, the comic books. And there's multiple versions of like her origin stories and they've restarted and things multiple times. But like at this point in our run of comic books, like she's, she's a demigoddess, like she's, right, you know, the goddess of war. So like, there's no way that just her belt is going to be this source of power. Right. And part of that is just being an Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Like even just by the virtue of being an Amazon, she should be able right. to just kick butt. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just, that's kind of the nature of who they are. Yeah. But so. I, I do appreciate from, I guess, from a TV production point of view, right? if you weaken her a little bit so that she's got ways that her very human enemies can, can get right. the, get a leg up on her, then it it makes it a little bit easier to tell a story. Yeah, it's, there's there's that dynamic of being able to do the pull and push of good and evil, and you can't yeah. really do that if she's completely invincible. Right, exactly. And so, and I know it seems like as they go throughout the series, they're they're looking for ways to save money, and and one yeah. of the one of those ways is to have 
I mean, all of it seems like all the people she encounters after a while are are just very human. In right. fact, I don't know that there are any superpowered villains in the series. Uh, no, I don't remember um, actual like, super villains. Yeah, the, she does have um, a couple episodes with um, an alien who comes from oh, that's another right. planet, but like yeah. he's there to observe and gain gather knowledge, and right. they end up having this, you know, conversation about um, what what the Earth is like and stuff. But I don't remember him being. Uh, like imbued with superpowers other than I think he may have had like some sort of telekinesis. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I don't know. Series three. So, <laughs> so, three. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, so I guess, you know, it's a little weird, but for the TV show, it seems like it makes sense or right. at least we have to accept it, you know? <laughs> so, well, so. and at this point in time, like when we first watched it, we don't, the she wasn't common knowledge like yeah. people wouldn't have been like yeah that's not right <laughs> right right i mean maybe a handful of people that have been reading her comics exactly like that's just they had to do that for us common folk <laughs> yes yes so it gives it gives us a you know it gives fausta a good way to uh yeah. to get the better of her so so he finishes chloroforming her and she's out and then they drag her to the car and uh and Fausta, you know, comes out. And so they get her in the car, and then Steve comes up and he's like, Hey, Wonder Woman. And I, I forget what he right. asks her, but she's like, just drive. You know, she like ignores him. And and he's and he's like, uh, that's not Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, he's like, You may look like Wonder Woman, but you sure don't act like her. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I would think that you would know it wasn't Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> So and and that's part of Fausta's plan, right? So she right. she wants him to at least I thought so. I got confused about it because mm -hmm. because when he does follow her, she's kind of like, oh, he's still coming, you know, like right. I, I mean, I guess she wants him to to. I guess she, I don't know what she wants at this point. <laughs> she originally wanted to use him as bait because right. Wonder Woman would come if he was in trouble. And then once um, exactly, yeah. And then it flip-flops later, like when they get her, and then she mm -hmm. breaks out, but then he comes back. She was like, Well, we'll keep him because we'll do what my original plan was. Right. She'll right. come and get him. And then we'll have both. <laughs> okay. So now Steve is just being an annoyance at this point. She at doesn't this, need him. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't need him at this point because she has what she originally wanted, which was Wonder Woman all along. Yes, yes. Um, so Steve. So Steve goes to a cab with Etta, by the way. Etta's with still tagging Etta. along. In the, in the cab. Why is she in the cab? I don't know. He tells the cab driver, he's like, I gotta commandeer this, you know, I'm I'm very important and and there's an emergency. And and the cab driver's like, okay, get in. And he's like, Oh no, I'm a trained combat driver. <laughs> it's a trained combat driver. I'm gonna drive it. And then he proves that he's a terrible combat a driver. driver. <laughs> So he does horribly, he gets stuck, and yeah. he just about loses them, but he hears the plane starting. Here's the plane. Yes. Yeah, so they they had gotten they had driven her to a plane they had hidden. And uh, you know, they took the camouflage off of it. I think they took like the decals <laughs> took off. The, the United States decal off to 
tell you it was a Nazi plane. That's right. So that they I'm can like, be seen leaving. Yeah. Right. You're in American airspace. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then they take off for the fatherland. The fatherland. And, and they give us this great shot of the plane going over the, the map, you know, so you yeah. can see. And I try not to look at these, but I when I looked at the IMDb page, there were like two people who were writing reviews complaining about all the factual errors in Wonder Woman. And I'm like, okay, it's Wonder Woman, guys. It's a comic book story. (laughs) But their big complaint was, you know, this little plane would have to refuel several times to get across the Atlantic. But on the other hand, we we didn't see it. Maybe it stopped in Greenland. You don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We just know that that was the direction it went. That's right. All right. So we go back to um, General Blankenship's office. And um, Steve wants to go after Wonder Woman. You know, Steve's like, I'm going to go into Nazi territory and go after Wonder Woman. Yes. And like the general's like, no, you're not. In fact, why don't you take a rest? Because, you know, you're you're acting a little crazy yeah. just just take a break go yeah. go go on some take a, f- a few days rest he says which is his answer to everything like i don't yeah. know if you noticed like every time somebody had a little bit of trouble go take some days off <laughs> that's right I mean, where did that come from? <laughs> especially during wartime he's giving right? a lot of people but take a break <laughs> <laughs> um so steve instead goes to the radio room or you know whatever message center with Etta again, he's got With Etta, yeah, which is great. I mean, she's a great character, so I like seeing her. I like Etta, but but I'm trying to figure. I mean, she's, I think she's the general secretary. Yes, and so, but she keeps hanging out with Steve and going on these little misadventures with him. Um, but that's cool. All right. I mean, the more uh, the merrier. Yeah. So so they're listening to um, the radio waves, and somehow the only <laughs> thing they hear is the the exact thing they need to hear. Right. And she's speaking in English. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. To her German, like, air patrol, like, (laughs) control tower. Like, we're going to, and I'm going to tell you exactly when I'm going to be there and where I'm going to be for this secret base. Right. 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 Just so everybody knows. (laughs) I Honestly, that's, I mean, that's one of the things that made me think she was still trying to, to lure Steve over there, but, right. it, but you're right. It makes no sense. She doesn't need Steve anymore. So she's just weirdly speaking in English. It's, it's for our benefit. Right. 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 Nobody wants subtitles. Right. <laughs> so Fausta gets there to the secret Nazi headquarters. And again, she's got to argue with Colonel Kesselman. Like every and time she has together. Wonder Woman with her. I know. I, know. I got her. <laughs> and the thing is, like, this is supposed to be like, you know, his moment to impress the higher ups. Like, right. Uh, if that's if Wonder Woman's who they want, then, you know, you've got her. So, you've got her. you know, play ball. But he's still like, ah, we don't need we don't need you. We don't need her. Right. So anyway, but um, so. He wants to interrogate her. Fausta wants to interrogate her. And she's like, she's like, use this lasso. Right. And and he's like, that's that's crazy. And yeah. so she puts the lasso on her and she says, I'll prove it to you. And and she says, Where are you from? And you know, Wonder Woman <sighs> says, Paradise Island. 
right. where women run everything and it's it's awesome and of course castleman's like that's gotta be a dream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> preposterous <laughs> you wouldn't last a week or something like you yeah <laughs> so uh in the meantime uh while uh faust is interrogating wonder woman uh steve gets to england at the office of strategic services where somewhere he has somewhere somewhere in England, where he has an old buddy, yes. uh, Charlie Scott, and he's like, "Hey, Charlie, drop me behind enemy lines, would you?" <laughs> Charlie, sure. I happen to be going there anyway, so yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so, and Charlie is played by Jeff Cooper, uh, who's looks like just a sort of <clears throat> a jobbing actor. You know, he's got various. Uh, one-time roles on several shows he was a regular on dallas though uh if you watch dallas dr simon elby um i did not watch dallas i'm afraid i did my my grandma watched dallas (laughs) (laughs) it was popular in its time it was so um so his buddy does drop him behind enemy lines steve lands somewhere in his little parachute Right. And, you know, they didn't even spring for a like a shot of him floating down in his parachute. No, they just show him just gathering shoving him in the, in the stump. <laughs> yes. And so he um, he's immediately met by uh, Rojak, I guess is the way they say it. Ro- yeah. Rojak. And uh, he's supposed to be with the resistance. Right. And he's going to lead Steve to Operation. What is it? Fraulein. Operation Fraulein. Yeah. Fraulein. And uh, and this is Christopher George, who is Linda okay. Day George's husband. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he, I guess, he got his start on Rat Patrol, and and then did all those other movies that I talked. He did uh, Love Boat, Fantasy Island, Pieces, the crazy horror movie. Uh, and so he sort of, um, and we immediately know that he's not on the level because they run into two nazi guards right right and they're like give me your papers and and so Ro- rojak you know gives them these papers and and he says okay you can go and then they leave and the other nazi guard says those papers were fake like why did you right. let him go and he's like oh he's a double agent yeah like just some random nazi recognizes him as a double agent right so. we, we just know that he's a double agent <laughs> But is so that necessarily safe? I mean, if you're a double agent, who are you actually giving info to? <laughs> right. So, um, and it turns out Rojak is just leading Steve in circles. And eventually yeah. Steve figures it out. And he's like, you know, what are you trying to do here? What are you trying to pull? <laughs> and and so, you know, Rojak just, you know, says, okay. You know, he pulls a gun on him and says, I'm, I'm a double agent. <laughs> and um, and Steve says, well, that's not going to work because somebody's coming up behind you with a shovel to bash your head in. And and he's like, oh, that old guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't believe him. He doesn't believe it. But of course, it's true. It's and true. and it's a, a young, you know, a young woman with the resistance who, um, uh, you know, I guess she says that they suspected he was a double agent. Right. So she followed him. And uh his old pal Charlie told her to do that, you know, and he's like, good old Charlie. (laughs) Always running interference. That's right. Now I looked up this young lady's uh, 
uh, credits. Mm-hmm. She's credited as Peasant Girl, which I don't think is a very good name for. Oh, <laughs> you know, she she's terrible. She's like she's like a very reliable, you know, right. uh, uh, um, a resistance person. So right. I don't know. She, she at be... least de- she deserves a name. I think. Yeah, a name or leader of. The... Yeah, but um, so her name, her the actress actor's name is Mary Rings, um, and she has played you know sort of sporadic bit parts you know from 65 all the way up to 2009 but what was interesting about her imdb page was that she founded she founded a group called born to act players which is an la acting troupe for actors with uh challenges like down syndrome and and uh, autism and i think I, i and i checked out their website um it's still running she's still doing it um she's also an acting teacher and i think it was her son um that had down syndrome and was you know wanted to act and so she that's that's the reason that's she found it it's awesome so she's like a, an actual wonder woman you know that is amazing i love that yeah and so and you you know you can check it out it's like um born to act players.com so if anyone wants to to look at that, I think it's really cool. Um, and I love that she's still doing it. So um, so anyway, she, uh, before all that happened, she had this spot on Wonder Woman where she played a resistance right. fighter called Peasant Girl. Peasant Girl. <laughs> and, she, and she's going to help Steve because uh, Rojak was no good. So... <laughs> So so she helps Steve find uh the uh the colonel's little secret headquarters. Um and in the meantime the colonel wants to interrogate Wonder Woman. No, no lasso needed. And so yeah, so his way is a giant Frankenstein table. And so they strap they strap poor Wonder right. Woman to this thing and then you know creakily sort of put it upright. <laughs> they're and not doing anything to her there's no like no torture or anything he's just strapped her in the the torture is listening to him argue with linda day george oh my gosh which is pretty bad <laughs> it, it's pretty bad <laughs> and and finally and wonder woman sees what's going on right and she's yeah. like and and if she were a different person i'd say she's thinking strategically but the thing about Wonder Woman and the way Linda Carter plays her is like it's just really sincere. Yes. Like she just tells Fausta, "You should not be taking orders from this guy. You're too smart." Right. Yeah. And you know why are you even listening to him? Which yeah. just enrages the guy. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! Yes, yeah. because and now so, there's another woman telling him <laughs> that he's not right. <laughs> exactly. And so what he does, he's so mad. He, he's holding the the belt and the lasso and he throws them in yeah. anger right at Wonder Woman's hand. So, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? It's a good thing but, she can catch. <laughs> that's right. She, she, she does a great little catch. She doesn't have to move her hand. She just, yep. bam. She, and as soon as she touches the belt, she's got her powers back. Right. She didn't even need to put the belt on, which is something that I was like, well, that's interesting. She just needed to hold it. Right, right. So what is it about like that that she doesn't even have to like have it on? I don't know. I mean, that's you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see if because they go back to Paradise Island, they right. they they touch 
touch back to, you know, some of the lore and mythology that they're setting up. So I hope maybe sometime they might explain it more. Right. Like, what is it about the belt? You know, where does it come from? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember, I, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm recording these out of sequence. And so I haven't recorded, oh, hard. Yeah. I haven't recorded the pilot. Um, and so I haven't watched it in a while and I don't remember, I know they talk about Mm-hmm. the outfit and some of the you know yeah. the the lasso for sure i remember they talked about but i don't remember if they said specifically what it is about the belt that gives right. her her powers so we we'll just have to wait and see we'll just have to wait and see <laughs> uh but what we know is she gets a great fight scene here yes she she like as soon as she gets the belt she's like those straps are gone she's off the table yep. and she's kicking butt Yep, we're just chucking people everywhere. Yeah, and the and the great thing is, if you love old timey sixties and seventies TV, she gives the old karate the chop. karate chop. Yeah, yeah at the end, she just goes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it makes and, a it makes a big sound too. It's not it's yeah. like it has a like karate chop sound, right? Instead of it just like when you actually hit somebody in your neck, you it's don't just hear kind that. of a dull thud, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty great. And she just looks at him like, ah, I'm tired of you and chops him. Karate chop. Yes. So she takes care of everybody, including Fausta, and walks out of there. Right. And she there's a couple of more guards outside that she quickly, you know, takes care of. Yes. And then and then there's a giant door that she just gets to rip open. Rips it open. Yeah. One of my favorite stuff is when she's just ripping doors up open, <laughs> pushing things over. Yes. So once she's gone, Steve shows up to save her. Of course, Unfortunately, right after she's gone. <laughs> Steve, timing, buddy, timing. And so, and well, so he went around in circles for a while. So you know, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Christopher George got him. Uh, so he gets in there. He he waits for some guards to run by because they're going to go look for Wonder Woman, which he doesn't know. And so then he gets inside, pulls a gun on Fausta. And uh, Kesselman, who are just, you know, getting, you know, waking back up out of right. after being knocked out. And, uh, you know, Fausta tells him, hey, man, you're too late. You know, <laughs> Wonder Woman has escaped. She's gone. It is yeah. true. <laughs> and so. And then immediately Christopher George comes through the door right. with with a big bandage on his head. <laughs> <laughs> that darn shovel. That shovel was bad. <laughs> And so he's like, I got you now. And so they're going to throw Steve in the in the dungeon. And Foster's like, this can still work. We'll get Wonder Woman back because we got yeah. Steve. So and Wonder Woman goes to uh, she finds a plane somewhere. Yeah. I think it's the same plane that brought her to. the. You're fire. right. I think it is. They, they just parked it outside. They just parked it outside. <laughs> And, there's and there one, was one guy guarding it. And so right. she was and he's like, got I'm going to lasso him and pull him away. And I know. She just gives him a yank and he rolls down the hill. <laughs> he it's rolls too bad. back all the way down the hill. He had a nice little campfire going there. Right? I thought he was going to roast some marshmallows. And no, Wonder Woman comes. And, and, she, and she gets up on the plane after she gets rid of the guard. And she's like very pleased with herself. Oh, yeah. Like, like She looks around and she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And now I'm gonna fly back, Just and she doesn't. Back. She doesn't know that poor Steve is there. No. So she gets to Washington, and as Diana, she talks to Etta, and and 
Etta's, of course, nervous because Steve's missing and she knows where he went. Right. And, and so the general comes in and he's like, I can't believe this communique. And then he spills this top, the top secret, secret information. information. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, I guess we have to assume that both Diana and Etta are completely security cleared because he of really just, yeah. he'll just talk. He'll say anything in front of them, yeah. apparently. And, and then when he says, you know, like, so Steve is behind enemy lines and, and Diana says, Etta, you better tell us. Yeah. Like, if I were the general, I'd be us. What you, you're, you're his secretary. Do you really need to know? But, but, you know, I mean, you can't not trust Diana. Right. I think she's, I think she's earned the general's trust by now. I think so. Yes. So Etta does tell them. You know, he's not on he's not on furlough. He went looking for Wonder Woman. And and the general's like, Well, I hope Wonder Woman knows that he went because because <laughs> we can't get him. Yeah. <laughs> we he's... said no, and he went anyway. <laughs> and and Diana says, I'm really worried. And and the general, like you said, the general's like, eh, take some time off. Take some time off. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't organize some sort of search party or like no. No, just take some time off. To have a vacation. Have a vacation. Go to a resort. <laughs> so so we get back to Fausta and, and Kesselman, and guess what they're doing? They're arguing. They're arguing again. <laughs> and they're they're trying to figure out, you know, what to do with Wonder Woman once they get her back. Right. Because, you know, Fausta's like, you know, she we could use her powers and and the general's like, we're gonna kill her. Because I don't want to use her powers and we don't want America to have her powers. So let's just get rid of her. Nobody can have her. I'm going to take my ball and go home. He's, he's such a guy. Like he's, I mean, like if he's I can't a have her, nobody can typical, like <laughs> rotten. Yes. Kind of guy. Like, <laughs> yes. Like oh. He hasn't grown out of that fifth grade. Like I girls know. are terrible face yeah he's petulant that's what yeah. he is petulant kesselman i think that's uh, a great way of calling <laughs> i like that a lot <laughs> so so steve is locked in some kind of dungeon oh and by right. the way so that while they're arguing while fausta and, and kesselman are arguing they just look out the window and here comes wonder woman Ooh, over the wall <laughs> right so it's really interesting as a kid i never I never noticed the stunt doubles. Like mm. I just didn't pay attention to it. But this one is so, so interesting because you can actually see where it's one take. And so she zip up on the thing and then you see the body come down and then she walks out like almost immediately after the, the one yeah. jumps down. And my daughter was like, that's perfect placement. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really place. great shot. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that shot. That was awesome. Yeah, the stunt the stunt doubles way up on on the Ray wall, the jumps, jumps down. behind all this junk, and then Diana or, or Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, walks out. Right. That's so great. Oh. And they just watch her. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. So <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I I guess she doesn't care about you know like coming in stealthily. She's just like I'm walking in and getting Steve. That's oh, yeah, it. Yeah. I don't care who sees me. So, so yeah, he's in a dungeon and she comes in and starts, you know, pulling the, pulling on, the chain. on his change. And I'm always afraid when stuff like this happens 
in in these i'm always afraid that um she's gonna break his wrists because she's right. super strong and she's just tugging on these like shackles and yep. he's got a, just a very human wrist in there yeah. i'm afraid you know please be careful right but, but she loves him so, yes, so be he's fine <laughs> he's gonna be fine so and then he says this this um line that i i just loved it and i loved his delivery he sends wonder woman i want to thank you for all you've done for me in this lifetime because right, like, like what does that mean well he he knows he's he thinks he's about to die because as she's right. taking off the shackles they start the hydraulic you know the old yeah the wall uh, coming in the walls are coming in on him so they're going to crush them fausta and kesselman's followed them down to the dungeon that's exactly where they want them and yep. And Kesselman's like, uh, now I've got you. And he's got this contraption that I I, I don't know what it would be used for other than smashing capturing, people. <laughs> smashing people. I mean, that's kind of a weird hobby to have, just smashing yeah. people. It's, yeah. uh, it tells us something about Kesselman. Yes. <laughs> Aside from being petulant, he's also he's psychotic. He's twisted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a twisted. So yeah, Steve's afraid he's going to die. So like maybe in the next lifetime we'll do better. Right. <laughs> but and and so then and God bless him. God bless Steve. He's trying. He's trying. They're stopping the walls. Wonder Woman's stopping the walls and he's right there with her. Pushing. I'm just going <laughs> to keep pushing. Pushing on that wall. She's and gonna need help. I think he's given about, you know, he's doing maybe 2% of the job right or less, but he's but he's doing it. He's there. Yeah. So I think that's just awesome. And so they, Wonder Woman, stop the walls and right. they stop them so hard that, you know, the machine's blowing that, up. And... Yeah, everything blows up. It's it's like the, you know, when the vehicle goes over the cliff, just yeah. it just explodes. So um, and then so then Fausta and and Kesselman hightail it out of there. Right. And Wonder Woman and Steve kind of go after them but they go in the wrong direction and right. i guess they're following christopher george because christopher george is like standing behind a doorway right and when they get to him he closes the door and then they fall through another trap door right so fausta sets that up saying like they were arguing as she was pushing the door and said that we're going to use the trap door this time uh, okay. okay um and so she kind of set it up that we that she had a different plan that they were going to use the trapdoor and, and catch them that way. So right. I think the ruse is that Christopher George goes that way so that he can lead them over the trapdoor. Gotcha. Gotcha. I have such trouble following Fausta's ingenious uh, plan here. Yes. It's difficult. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the Colonel is just, you know, he's, he wants to change the plan at every turn. So you never know what's going to happen. It can never be anybody else's idea. <laughs> That's right. Like it's it's that person that you're in school with and you're doing the group project and they just want to be contrary to everything that anybody else comes up with. Yeah. And that's, he just does it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they fall through the trap door and they're in the water pit, which has some sort of element. Yes. Yeah, it's has like electricity a... that you can lower right. down. It's like they've got wires or something hanging above the water. Yeah. Uh, so you can't get past it. Or maybe right. if you if if somebody pulls a lever, it'll go into the water and shock right. you. I don't know. But it's like it's an electric current. Uh, yeah. She says something about 50,000 volts. 
Yeah, yeah. So they're in the water. Her and Castleman are up there still arguing. Still and okay. and um and Castleman says something to Wonder Woman and she's like, I'm not talking to you. I will only talk to Fa- Fausta, the woman who captured me. Captured me. Yeah. And, and he was like, No, she didn't <laughs> capture you. You're my prisoner. Yeah, <laughs> oh it just gosh. it sends him over the edge. And so he's like, I'm throwing in Fausta too. I'm just going to throw her in. So he tells Christopher George, just throw her in. Like he's had it. He's had it with these women. And so, and then Wonder Woman's like, do you see, Fausta, do you see how much they care about you? Who the real enemy is? The real enemy is, which I think is one of the, like, a a big deal to point out that, you know, you're working for the wrong people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I don't know really know how to express it, but it's so, especially for its time, 1976, the story, you know, is apparently about uh, Nazis and Americans, but it's, right. it's really about telling this woman that she is in a crazy relationship yeah. with somebody that's destroying her and she needs to get out of it. She has yeah. the power to do that. She has, yeah. she's too good for this crazy person yeah i mean there's there's like another story going on there you know and so i think it's it's a beautiful sort of undercurrent to what is mm-hmm. to what kind of looks like a very comic booky thing you right. know but the i think the sincerity of the writing and the sincerity of linda carter and mm-hmm. linda day george yeah uh who i think is a, a wonderful actor um you know they're, they're really delivering this uh the second layer of stuff that's yeah. really good yeah, like pay attention. Do you see what's happening? Like you're obviously being undermined every every time you you speak. Like they're not they don't value you. And exactly. you have so much more to offer than what you're being credited for or even listened to. I mean, I think most women can can relate to being in a situation where they haven't been listened to just because they're female. Yeah. Like Unfortunately, like that's real for a lot of women. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's really great that they put it right out there. Um, and they did it kind of in this way that it was lighthearted enough that you could accept what was happening and then go, oh, but wait a minute. Right. <laughs> that That's real stuff. Right. Yeah. So, so when, um, so so the last straw is is trying to throw Fausta in there right. and and Faust is like this this isn't going to happen. And so and so um so she throws Christopher George into the water. <laughs> and and then and then she throws a rope to uh, Wonder Woman. Right. And Wonder Woman starts climbing up and then Fausta starts fighting uh Castleman. Yeah. Which is great. I'm like, yes, go like, finally. She needed to hit him a long time ago. <laughs> yes, absolutely. In fact, I'm almost sorry that when Wonder Woman gets up there, she finishes the job. I'm right. like, she should have just let her just, beat just the crap happen. out of him. Let it happen. <laughs> no, not that I want people to solve it with violence, but like he right, just right. to be shot up. <laughs> yes. And so and so Wonder Woman gets up there and grabs Kesselman and throws him in the water. And then Steve's Steve climbs out. And and Faust is like, 
you guys can go. I've I've got the voltage set. They're not going anywhere. Right. And and so they 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 all go outside, and um, they go outside and uh, and they're like, you know, come to America with us. Yeah. And you know, you've you've saved us, and you know, you you kind of you see how things are. So come and you know live free in right. America. And she's like, I love my country. I'm not going to leave. And which I th- I think is wonderful. Well, there's a really beautiful um, conversation point when there where Wonder Woman is saying that you um, have shown other women how to be free. Like you've shown them that they can get out of this. And then Fausta says, you showed me the way. Now I need to show others. Yeah. And I thought like that, that's right there is that point of like, you've inspired me to change the world. And now I can go do my part here in my house, in my homeland, and you can go to your home and you can do it there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it was pretty great. I wrote that down. I was like, like now I can show other people how to be free, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love the way that scene ends and it's, Mm -hmm. and especially, you know, the, as, there's there's such a balance that they they're constantly walking between sincerity and in the pilot it was more campy it's not necessarily yeah. campy right now but more i guess comic booky right. you know there's there's like heightened violence and uh heightened characters and yeah. so it's almost hard to take seriously uh except that Linda Carter is always so sincere yeah and, always and and the, and the acting in this last scene, I think, is really nice. Like on everybody's yeah. part, you know. Yeah. And even when they they bring peasant girl in, <laughs> you know, because because right. um, Steve says, "Well, you can, you know, uh, join the resistance." And then right. and then the peasant girl, uh, you know, tells her, "Come this way. Let's and go." She can give you everything you need to do this. So yeah. now you're going to join us, and we're going to equip you to go and show yeah. other people how to be free, which is like that's inspiring yeah here there's there's all you you have support you don't have to do it by yourself yeah so so then they have an epilogue scene back in the states there's a a couple of jokes they have with etta and then she leaves and then steve and diana are talking about they've you know they've already got reports that faust is doing great work for them right and uh, uh the last line what diana says um, maybe all women can do wonders if put to the test. Put to the test. And and Steve says, I think Wonder Woman said that. Huh. And then and then Diana just smiles and <laughs> that's the end. Yeah. No sparkly tooth wink though. Like no, we do that later. That's later. That's <laughs> later on. It's just a regular smile. She just smiles. Yeah. So and that's the episode. And I I just thought. And and part of it is is uh, you know they have they had a great uh, guest cast, yep. and as as goofy as he was, uh, Kesselman was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, if not completely believable, because he was just so off the wall, over the top, yeah. <laughs> just like over the top, high pitched. Like I want to have this Napoleon complex kind of yeah. thing going on. Yeah. And but I just love Linda Day George. Oh, she was great. And I, you know, I almost wish they would have brought her back because, 
you know, her and Linda Carter, I think, just kind of. That kinda, would have been neat. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been neat if they the could have pulled her in in a uh, further episode talking about, you know, the work she was doing and yeah. that she needed Wonder Woman's help or something. That would have been neat. Right. And as far as I know, um, I think these first two episodes, uh, the one before this was uh, Baroness von Gunther, I think, mm-hmm. um, and Fausta are both from the comic book. Um, I do recognize the names, yeah. Um, but I think they're the only two uh, villains that wi- they wind up using from the comics. Yeah. Um, so, so overall, I mean, I think we kind of talked about, um, you know, the your your general impressions of of the uh, the episode. Um, but did you? I mean, were there other things that struck you about it? Um, there were a couple things. Like, I got. Um, I got a little bit irritated that Wonder Woman got duped so easily. Like um, the first time, you know, being tricked into getting it because Steve is in danger. I get she wants to protect him. She has this bond there. But the second one with the competition felt kind of petty. Yeah. And I was like, I really don't feel like Wonder Woman would feel petty. Like she would right. need to be competitive with another woman. That's not her character at all. Right. Um, right. So that one, that kind of was like. Yeah. Fausta says that. She says, I'm going to appeal to her sense of competitiveness. And yeah. and I, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, competitiveness. Well, yeah, that's not. That's you, not Wonder that's, Woman. Yeah, that's not Wonder <laughs> Woman. Like you're the Olympian. Yeah. <laughs> So but, that was that was part of me was like I don't really feel like that fits um, Wonder Woman's character, mm-hmm. but they had to figure out a way to trap her. Yeah. So like, you know, they kind of go off the rails a little bit there. I think. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, uh, yeah, I just I I loved it all around. I, yeah. I just really, I think it's a terrific episode. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> hey, just a brief interruption. I hope you're enjoying the discussion so far. As Heather and I get into talking about cosplay, uh, I just want to point out that the uh, the banner picture that's on the website, wonderwomanwednesdays.com, it's also the, um, I think it's on the um, the Facebook page as well. It's, uh, it's a montage of several Wonder Woman cosplayers. I've... Uh, and they're all pictures. They're really selfies that I've taken at SC Comic Con, and I'm I'm actually in all the pictures, but I'm I've cropped myself out of most of them except the middle two, and um, the middle two are uh, my first uh, two cosplay interviews on this uh, podcast. The the one in the center top is Katie from the previous episode, and the picture in the center bottom is is heather and me from uh sc comic-con and the part coming up where we start talking about cosplay i forget that we're doing an audio only podcast and i hold up this picture and i don't give any description of it i just say hey do you remember this and uh so i just wanted to explain to you that's what i'm holding up so here it is my cosplay discussion with heather by the way, I meant to send you this, but I'll just show it to you old school. Um, is that you? That is me. <laughs> okay. 
So we've met before. We've met. This, this is um, SC Comic Con. SC Comic Con 2019. Yes. I believe. I was looking at my old Instagram photos, and there you are. So Yeah. <laughs> so I, what that I That was my is, first big con. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. But that yeah, was my I, second time being there, but like um, SC Comic Con was my first bigger con. Yeah. Yeah. And for so. for people who aren't local, that's um, South Carolina Comic Con in yes. Greenville. Very exciting. Greenville. Yeah. That was... Um, I was just trying to get as many selfies with any Wonder Woman I I could see because because I'm a fan, and and there you are, you're one of them. That's funny. I, what do you call? By the way, what do you call that style of costume? Is is that is that it's it's like it's that based one's the on bombshell. The bombshell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's based on the bombshell uh, DC series. So they have the bombshell girls, and um, that's the version that Wonder Woman wears in that series cool very cool all right so um so yeah tell me about well before we get to cosplay specifically i'm just wondering um did you watch the show as a kid i mean how did you first see linda carter and how did it, it did affect you um i cannot remember the first time i saw wonder woman i was that young like so I was born in the early 70s. And so I don't know of a time that I didn't know who Wonder Woman was. Uh-huh. And in my head, it's always been Linda Carter. Like, I didn't even know who she had a name that wasn't Wonder Woman. Like, uh-huh. she was Wonder Woman. Like, I, she was on the Muppets. And I was like, yeah. Wonder Woman's on the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still one of my favorite episodes of the Muppets. <laughs> Yes. Because like, Linda Carter was on it. Like she sang Flash Bang Alakazam. Like I don't even know the name of the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Piggy dressed up like Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. So I have, I can't remember like the first time. I do distinctly remember when I was in kindergarten, we moved from, my dad was in the service and um, he was active up until I was in kindergarten. He was injured and we moved to Michigan, which is where both of my parents were from. And so the first few months that we were in Michigan, we lived with my grandparents while we were looking for a house. And um, I had uh, my mom's siblings were um, my aunt and uncle, which were like five and seven years older than me. So and then I had younger siblings, but they were closer to my age and I wanted to be with them. And so I don't know if my aunt had Wonder Woman on or if I had Wonder Woman on, but I distinctly remember, like we knew I loved Wonder Woman. I ran around in underoos. I was like, ching, 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 ching all the time. Um, I do remember being Wonder Woman. Um, with you know those terrible costumes with the plastic faces with the plastic yeah yeah the plastic like (laughs) yeah it was terrible (laughs) like you couldn't see a thing Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I can't I've always loved Wonder Woman So, so you've always you've always sort of had that you know that Wonder Woman icon in your mind as as a powerful woman you know yes yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I love most, and I think it's because of how Linda Carter portrayed her, was that she was this um, strong, amazing, capable woman, but she still had that softness of being feminine and beautiful 
and her compassion showed through and she was led by her heart and it like she doesn't have this terrible uh tragic backstory like she has a mom who loves her and wants her to succeed and they want to protect people and um she's always been just very um like i want to say strong but like she encompassed so much more than just strength. Mm-hmm. Like it was, she was so well-rounded as an individual, um, how, how they played her yeah. on, on yeah. the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I remember running around in the streets, we played superheroes and, and all of that. So like the <laughs> Hulk and $6 million man, bionic woman, like all of that stuff is part of like what I remember as playing as kids Right. And so when, when did you, so how did, how did cosplaying Wonder Woman come about? So I didn't really know what cosplay was. Hmm. Um, When we moved, we moved from Georgia to South Carolina in 2013 and I homeschooled my kids. So we, um, we went to the library a lot and I became friends with one of the librarians and, um, she was doing programming for my kids and my kids are artistic, uh, theater kids. We, and we didn't really know that they were theater kids yet. Um, and the library here in Anderson were ha- they were putting together a, a small con called electric city comic con. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, when my librarian friend had told me, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to dress up like Wonder Woman. And like, I had no concept of cosplay. And so this librarian who is also artsy was kind of fostering a love of art and creating things with my kids. And she started telling me about Warbla and, um, and all these things. And I was like, I don't know anything about this, (laughs) but that's really cool. And I want to do it. So like I grew out my hair and I've, like thrifted some pieces mm-hmm. and um, basically built an um, upcycled, like now, now I know it's called upcycling. So you take mm-hmm. a thrifted piece and you change it into what you want. Right. 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 I had no concept of sewing. I did not know how to sew. I was pretty good with a hot glue gun <laughs> <laughs> um, and some paint. So i like had this old corset and then this skirt and I took the part, the skirt and I painted all the pieces and I painted the corset to the point where the, the satin was very leathery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it took okay. on that look. And, um, I did my first foray in figuring out what Warbla was, which was harder to work with than I expected, but not terrible. Um, explain to me what that is. So Warbla is a thermoplastic. Um, oh, okay. And so you can melt it. It, or heat it up and then you can mold it to whatever shape. And then when it cools, it'll hold that shape. Mm-hmm. So gotcha, I made like gotcha. the chest plate and the, the bracers and the tiara out of, out of this warbless stuff. Um, and I didn't know anything about how to take care of it or prep it, which is important if you want it to look like metal mm-hmm, <laughs> and not yeah. like, you know, plastic, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know. So, um, and I was thrilled. Like I was just so excited that I could be Wonder Woman. And yeah. um, my son dressed up like uh, Captain America and he made a shield. Like he, he found a tutorial. He found a tutorial online and he built a shield out of a sled. And oh. 
we were like, okay, so we kind of <laughs> liked this, yeah, but we don't know how to do it. Um, and then the next year, um, I started following who, uh, who's one of my really best friends now. Um, her name is Sybil Todd and she goes by white Knight cosplay. Um, okay. so I followed her online and started kind of asking her questions and yeah. like, we met at the next year, like, um, at the con at the electric city comic con. Um, and then I found out she directed children's plays at a local theater. Oh, and we'd been talking about getting my son into theater. So we, um, long story short, we became friends. And then for Christmas that year, um, we gave my kids a kit of things on how to do some cosplay and make some robes. And she started giving them sewing lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our world changed uh-huh. <laughs> and it became like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> all these things. And so, um, then we built Mandalorians and then we like, but, but my Mandalorian is a wonder woman Mandalorian. Oh, wow. Um, so she's my Wonderlorian. He was Captalorian and that my daughter is contrary. So she was Jack Sparrow. <laughs> what a team. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, but that was like, a it it was such a um it was such a challenge to create like they it pushed us out of our comfort zone of what we knew how to do we were learning things and um we just loved like we were doing it together and that was a really great bonding thing for our family um and we just kind of it just kind of kept going um And then we uh, we joined with Sybil Todd and her family, and we founded uh, Your Friendly Neighborhood Superheroes in 2018. Cool. So that's when we kind of and and what is that? What is the mission of that group? So our um, our team is focused on bringing hope and joy to people in our local community. Um, we are. We are focused on doing uh, more volunteer work. Um, we, before COVID, we were going into hospitals and doing hospital visits. Um, they're not quite really ready for us to be back in, in hospitals yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do um, charity events, fundraisers. Our team did um, some stuff with Make-A-Wish recently. Wow. Um, we we, we would like to get more involved in doing more things that feel like they really matter. Um, mm, yeah. Like uh, we work a lot with the cancer association of Anderson mm-hmm. um, and do some events with them. So uh, are there any, like uh, it sounds like a lot of cool stuff. Were there any sort of moments like, um, I mean, is, is there a story that sticks out in any of those uh, sort of excursions where, I think I think the first year it's something that really made um, that made us know that we really wanted to do this is that uh, the first year that we had your friendly neighborhood superheroes we did a stocking drive 
And we all got, we got the whole team together and we cut out stockings and sewed stockings. Like we had this little assembly line of cutting out pieces for the stockings. We put the stockings together, pinned them, sewed them. Um, and then we had local um, businesses that made donations and we put like donations boxes out at like the museum and things. And we just like chucked things in these um stockings and we went around the children's hospital and just brought stockings in to these kids um there's just nothing like the faces that kids make when they see their heroes in real life like the joy i can't tell you how many little girls run up and crash into me like i'm repairing <laughs> my costume a lot because i it breaks because they're like <laughs> like i don't just they don't, they're not just like, hi, all the time. Like some of them just run and just like tackle you. Yeah. Um, but I think the hospital visit with the, the, um, with the stocking drive was kind of a big deal. And uh, um, it opens the door to a lot of other things. Like uh, last year, we, we worked with the um, hot air affair that comes into Williamston um every year and uh my daughter and i got to take a hot air balloon ride um, wow. dressed in costume so oh, wow. one woman in miss marvel got to go up in a balloon um, <laughs> and it was amazing because my daughter's afraid of heights I'm like <gasps> i didn't think she would do it like i thought we would get in the balloon and she'd be like nope we're done uh -huh. and it was so neat to see her and i think that she felt very she had this costume on and she was in character. Like when you put your costume on and you're in character, it changes things. It's not just like playing dress up. Like you, like you can see a change in certain people when they put their costume on that their character kind of becomes who they're wearing. Right. Yeah. And I was just so tickled that she, she stayed in the balloon. <laughs> like, I, I thought for sure she would be like, no mom, I'm done. Wow. So, that is awesome. Those are pretty neat things. Do you find, are, are there drawbacks to, you know, is there something about cosplay where you're like, uh, I, you know, maybe it's disappointing. Maybe it's tiring. Uh, is is there any, anything about it that's a, an unpleasant surprise, I guess? I don't think that cosplay has a, um, an, an like a negative surprise. I do find that, um, it's hard sometimes to keep the wonder for people like we're in costume, but there are times where parents or other people like you're interacting with this kid and they are like, this is my hero. This is the most amazing thing. And at some point somebody inevitably says like our real names or uh, right. um, that's not the real hero or, yeah. or whatever. And you can see you can see the disappointment. You can see it all fall apart. And um, I'm like, oh, we're just killing the magic. Like yeah. years ago, <laughs> my husband had a conversation over Christmas things with my son. And we talked about, we need to be keepers of the wonder now. Like mm -hmm. you are now responsible for helping pass magic. And I feel like this is something that we try really hard as our specific team to maintain the magic and the wonder because that's part of 
like that's part of bringing the joy and hope that they know that there's something good out out there and that you know people care and that there are you know heroes now they might not look like wonder woman and uh superman but there are heroes out there working for people and i think sometimes when when we like downplay that that's not the real person or 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 we make the mistake and we call it like say hey heather instead of wonder woman like mm-hmm. you you lose that magic and i there's nothing worse to be than but seeing the magic just fall from a kid's face like yeah. that's just heartbreaking oh yeah it's just heartbreaking wow well so. that's so cool anything else anything else that comes to mind that or that you wanted to say that you know even on a different topic that we haven't talked about I don't know. I'm really excited to hear the rest of your podcast. I, <laughs> I love the idea that you're going through all the Wonder Woman episodes. Um, it just kind of thrills me. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, cool. I hope it. I hope it turns out. Well, I do too. I we're gonna have to see. It. And you know, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, the kind of thing where. You know, there's like 60 episodes and I don't know if I'll get like 60 cosplayers, 60 different cosplayers, or if I want to, you know, go back. Cause I love to talk to you again. I think, I think it's been great. So we'll, I'm going to try to figure that out. Like maybe okay. it's like every season I'll bring everybody back. Okay. Yeah, three you might need, you might need to recycle us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so if people want to, if people want to follow you on social media, uh, how do they do that? Um, so on Instagram, I am intentionally fit without the eye because <laughs> okay. in right. the beginning it didn't fit. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, and they can find, uh, your friendly neighborhood superheroes on Facebook right now. Well, Heather, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Stand up. Really enjoyed it. This is lots of fun. Well, there you have it. That's another one in the can. A big thanks to Heather for taking the time to talk with me. You do such wonderful and inspiring work. And I want to thank you all for listening. It means so much to me. If you love classic TV, please check out the other podcasts I listen to. They're so great. Made for TV Mayhem, Eventually Super Train, Bookum Dano, MASHcast, MASH Matters. And if you're a Wonder Woman fan, my friends, you can't do better than Satin Tights, a Wonder Woman podcast. If you are a cosplayer and would like to be a guest on this podcast, I'd love to talk to you. Just go to wonderwomanwednesdays.com. You'll find the email link there. You'll find all our episodes and show notes. Be safe out there, you guys, and please be kind to one another whenever possible. It is always possible.